Episode 13 of the Tartan Running Shorts Podcast. Listeners, I'm Tom Bryan, and unfortunately this week I am not joined by Kyle Gregg. Sadly, Kyle is too ill this week to join us, and with uh, with his race in mind on the weekend, he is he's not coming along. So it is a solo effort from me. Don't worry, you're not going to be hearing me the whole time. What we'll do is we'll have a quick wrap up on results of of last week, and then we'll play back uh, a discussion that Kyle and I had on our strength and conditioning, which was following some questions from some listeners that we've had. Starting off though, we thought it would be worth catching up because there's been some seriously quick Scottish performances on the track in the last week. So for those Athletics fans who've been watching, firstly in the Monaco Diamond League and secondly on the, on the London Diamond League last week, we've some, seen some really good performances and uh, performances that not only set some Scottish records, some PBs, but has also bolsters the chances of some Scottish athletes making the British team for the European Athletics Championships where they're coming up. So just to quickly rattle through them, the Monaco Diamond League last week, in what was a lightning quick 1500 metres, we've seen Chris O'Hare run 3.32.11, which is a Scottish record, taking one and a half seconds off his own record, which is impressive. And just behind him, Jake Whiteman in a PB of 3.33.96. Absolutely fantastic. Jake then went on to run at the Diamond League in London, which we'll touch on. In the London Diamond League, I guess the biggest performance of the day is probably Gemma Rike, who having been second at the British Champs but not having the time for the 1500 metres. In the mile race, she split at 1500 metres 4.06.11 to go inside the standard of 4.07, which has really put her on the plane to go to the European Champs in Berlin. In the same race, Laura Muir, who of course was already qualified, she, she was running to try and break the British record for the mile, Sadly, she didn't. She came up a bit short. She ran 4.19 with the record being 4.17. However, um, another solid performance with, by Laura proving that she is she is a world-class athlete of 1,500 metres. In the 800 metres, in the women's 800 metres, Lindsay Sharp finally broke two minutes again this season. Um, that helps her stake a claim for a place on the plane to the Euros. And Zoe Clark ran 51.36 for 400 metres. Very tight race there. She was edged by Amy Alcott, and uh, despite not winning, that's a PB for Zoe, and it puts her at number five now on the Scottish all-time list for 400 meters. In the women's T11 200 meters, Libby Clegg won in 25:29, the season's best, and in the 3000 meters, Steph Twell was sixth in 8:47. On the men's side, Jake Whiteman was at it again, this time running the 800 meters, only less than 48 hours after his run in in Monaco. He and Guy Learmouth were both running and this race was the first time we've ever seen two Scots go sub-145 in the same 800 metre race. So phenomenal running from those guys. Jake edging Guy to go 2-3 and three now in the all-time rankings with them both going 144. Tom McKean, of course, leading the, the Scottish rankings there. In the 1500 metres, Chris O'Hare did not run, but uh, Neil Gurley ran. He ran a strong PB of 3.35 which is not enough, unfortunately, to make the team, but in such a competitive event, particularly with Scottish talent now at 1,500 metres, we've got Chris O'Hare, Jake Whiteman, Josh Kerr, 
and uh, and Neil Neil Gurley as well. So really competitive competitive field. So great to see Scots in action at the at the London Diamond League. And the result of all that is that we now have eleven Scots selected for the British team going to Berlin for the Euros. So the European Championships are on the sixth to twelfth of August. We'll talk a bit about it next week, but just so you've got a you fans that have got a bit of a flavour of who's going. In the women's team at the 200 metres, Beth Dobbin is going. 800 metres, Lindsay Sharp has has secured a place. Um, that's come with Laura Muir deciding not to double up, opening up a space with Lindsay's taken. The 1500 metres, Laura Muir and Gemma Ricci will be selected, which is great, or have been selected. In the 5000 metres, we've got Ailish McColgan and Steph Twell running. In the 400 hurdles, we've got Ailey Doyle running. Ailey, of course, captaining the side as well. In the 4x400m hurdles, we've got Ailey again and Zoe Clark coming into the squad, which is great. And on the men's side, we've got at 800m, Guy Lurmouth running. And in the 15, we've got Chris O'Hare and Jake Whiteman. So a strong team and it's going to be great to watch all these Scottish athletes compete in Berlin. So with me and my Todd, that's all we're really going to talk about today in terms of results. Here's a chat that Kyle and I recorded a couple of weeks ago about our strength and conditioning. Hope you enjoy it. Questions, shall we? Yeah, um, so we got a couple of questions. Um, for, I, in fact, we've got a couple of similar questions. So I, I just want to give a shout out to, to ev- well, in fact, everyone who's given us a question or two. Uh, thanks very much for that. Um, uh, a couple of we had, which we're going to hopefully answer this weekend, this podcast, is Kenny Garden. Um, so he's asked, what strength and conditioning or injury prevention do myself and Tom do? Um, so and also Rod Rod Wallace, uh, uh, Kenny Gardens a Met Aberdeen runner, and Rod Wallace is a for Forest Harrier. Um, Rob Rod can ask the same type of question. So he he asked uh, what kind of stuff we do in the gym uh, and conditioning as well as part of our training. So quite a similar type of um, question. So yeah. So Tom, over at you first. Um, do you want to just give us a little bit of insight how you try and prevent yourself from being injured i mean we've all had our fair share of injuries so yeah what was it you do just to to prevent injury so i i mean i had an injury last year on my a knee issue which kept me out for a wee while and i see uh physio in aberdeen who, who is going to get a shout out um who's a big share of the show james Cruikshank, who um or the run physio many many of them know him as he he gave me a lot of exercises and, and actually i found some quad stretches and working my quad helped me so I focus on that, but I'm I'm doing a lot of uh, strength and conditioning these days to um, sort of perform a preventive measure. So twice a week I'll do um, a strength and conditioning circuit, which is um, it's something I really, to be honest, I found online for you know strength and conditioning for marathoners, and you know it's it seems to be working. Touch wood. I've I've had a a pretty good marathon block this year with mileage uh, as high as I've had it and I've, I've come through it in one piece so so that circuit is uh, a set of chin-ups then we do some uh, lunges with a single leg lunges with a um, with a with a light weight on both legs we do that with both legs then we do some press-ups some uh, planks so a minute plank on the front then um, planks on each side which is good for the core I think that's something I was really missing before was co- you know core strength. So working on that, and then um, a few other strength work with some exercises with the ball, 
and uh, some bo- body weight squats, some dips, you know, just a lot of, nothing with heavy weights, but really just sort of conditioning type work. And then, um, so I'm doing that twice a week, usually on a Monday after an easy run and on a Wednesday at lunch. And then the rest of the week, I'm getting on the foam roller as and, as and when I can and, you know, really focusing on the areas where I've had issues and, you know, the physios give me feedback to work on that. So for me, it's, you know, as I mentioned before, quads, IT bands and, and quite recently, actually, my calves, are, I've had some tightness in my calves, so I've been working on that. Um, and, you know, as I said, touch wood, it's, it's kept me together. The last... Sounds great. Yeah, the, the third d- d- thing... Sorry, just to, uh, just to touch on the calves, one, th- this is just uh, something that I've done in the past, which has helped me in the morning... Every morning I get tight calves. Do you get the same, Tom? No, I don't. Just get after a run. <laughs> Just after a run for me. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll explain my story in a minute then. I'm done. <laughs> you can go on your story. Can I tell my, can I tell my story? Go for it, yeah. Right, well. If he is, when everyone goes to sleep, some people lie in their fronts and they point their toes. So they point their toes and in the morning they wake up and they've got really short calves because they've been pointing their toes all night and that i'm that i'm one of those um and then i go out for a run my calves are aching and i just can't get going at all so one thing i started to do which i'm banned from doing it now is to wear a welly boot while i'm sleeping um but i was only having issues with one leg so i only wore one welly boot so obviously debbie's probably not, I mean, certainly not happy about this um but I tell you what, like the following day, my my left leg, my left calf was brand new. I popped up with one welly on, ran downstairs, put my running shoes on, and off I went. And I felt a hundred times better for having that welly boot on. So anyway, I'm not I'm not advising anyone to do it, but it I think you me. should. I I think all our listeners should try and sleep with a welly boot on. All those singletons out there, get your welly boots on and tell you if you get sore calves if you point your toes when you sleep when you're front wear your welly boots i don't i mean i wouldn't restrict it just to singletons i mean you know many people love a, a man or a woman in a welly boot well well each to their own i suppose <laughs> so what else do you do apart from wearing a welly boot in bed well i forget i'm not allowed to anymore that's that's the thing I'm married. So, all right, let me rephrase that. What do you do instead of wearing a welly boot? Even with an athlete such as Debbie, she won't let me wear it. So I just have to suffer. I just have to march on and foam roll instead. But uh, yeah, no, I I do quite a lot of different things to prevent injury. Um, I've had a a huge number of injuries. I've been running for about twenty-four years now, and you know, injuries from the Achilles to the hips to the the hamstrings to the calves anything any muscle in the lower body you name it I've, I've probably had it um, and different different um, times I've been I've been out of running completely from you know a couple of days to to nine months um, so yeah I've had to really learn to read my body and how it's going to respond to each training session um, so probably the, the, the what the advice I would give you is, is first of all, just listen to what your body's telling you. Um, so if you do, if you do a hard session and you're aching the following day, don't go out and look at your pace. Don't go out and try and run a seven-minute mile uh, as a recovery run. Forget about the pace. Put your watch in your pocket 
and just run comfortably. Your recovery runs should be run comfortably. They should be run fast. Um, Kipchoge runs. Elliot Kipchoge is a guy who almost broke two hours. I know it was controlled conditions for the marathon, but he, well, he recently won London Marathon as well. Uh, he runs seven and seven minute miles, eight minute miles for his recovery runs. Now, you know, we all know, we see it in Strava, there's people who are our ability who are running that. Now, I'm nowhere near that kind of level, so why am I running at seven or eight minute miles? So it doesn't matter what pace you should be doing your recovery runs. So that's one, one rule of thumb if you want to prevent injury. Um, strength and condition wise, at, at the moment I'm not doing a huge amount of strength and conditioning in the gym. Um, but what I'm doing is I'm doing a lot of short, sharp hills as well. So I think I touched on this in one of the podcasts a couple of episodes ago. Um, I'm going out for 10, 20 seconds, really short, sharp hill. Um, and I've just walked back recovery down uh, and I'll do about six to eight of them. Um, I also started doing, I don't know if you, you heard of that, Aberdeen Running School. Um, yeah. I was, um, I, 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 I was lucky enough uh, that Peter Wilson um, was looking at the way I was running uh, and I picked up quite a few different types of drills to do. Um, so I tend to try and do them when I can, when I've got time. Um, to be honest, I probably don't do enough of it, um, but certainly something that I'm trying to incorporate in my sessions as well, more for technique um, as well. So that's that's something quite important for me. Um, and finally, when I've got the time, um, I will hit the gym. Um, initially, if I haven't been to the gym for a while, I don't want to just go straight into really heavy weights. So I'll, you know, I'll try and um, I'll try and do kind of just simple things like you know uh, light kind of lunges with dumbbells, um, step ups with dumbbells, uh, leg, you know leg presses, shoulder presses. Uh, there's a glute ham machine in the sports village which I use quite a lot, which seems to quite well for me um, which really gets into the glutes and the ham hamstrings um, initially I'll probably do about three sets of ten um, of each of those types of, of kind of exercises um, but then I'll start as you know as I, as I get used to those movements um, we'll strip it down to doing some cleans uh, squats and deadlifts uh, mainly for strength uh, and at max of probably about two sets of five so a lot heavier um, so that, that seems to work, work pretty well for me. Um, but yeah, at the moment I'm not doing a huge amount because of, of that kind of gym work because I think I'll probably get, I'll go into it and I'll be, I'll have doms for about a week and I'll run like I've, I've shot myself. So I'll, I'll probably take, you know, I'll probably do it in my winter period when, when there's not as many big races coming up. So yeah, uh, hopefully that's a, a good insight for you. Um, Again, we can chat about this uh, perhaps when James comes on the show as well, because um, he's got a lot of good good ideas and he's helped you out, Tom. Um, so yeah, there you go. I hope that's answered your question, Kenny. Um, you know that, that's really what we're doing. Um, as Carl said, it's not to say it's it's right and you need to do that, but it's what we do and it so far seems to work. But I think Kyle's advice that listen to your body is is clearly the most important. Um, Someone once told me easy is a feeling, not a pace. You know, people say, oh, how fast should my easy runs be? Well, it should feel easy. So, you know, if it's... Uh, that's something I've really taken on the last six to eight months is just to have easy runs, recover, and and, uh, and be able to hit the, the good sessions hard. So 
So hopefully that's that's uh, something for you to think about. And um, yeah, any other questions? I know we've got a couple actually from listeners now stacked in the back burner for future episodes, which is good. So we'll get to those next week. Excellent. We do have some race action this weekend. So despite being ill, fingers crossed he recovers because Kyle is competing this weekend in a, an ultra marathon in Switzerland. He is competing at the Swiss Alpine Iron Trail event. He's running the T88 race, which is an 85-kilometer 80, race from San Moritz to Davos. I will let Kyle speak about the race next week when he's back and hopefully with a great story I'm sure to tell us all and all and all about. That's on Saturday. If you go on the website, you can track him. Hopefully, uh, it will work this time. Hopefully, he has no technology issues. I'm sure he's not wearing his flatties, cruising around Davos. He is, he's in a sensible pair of shoes. He has a tracker that works, and this time, things will go to plan. So, good luck to Kyle. Fingers crossed he recovers from um, from being ill to make that. Close to home, I'm running the Ballater 10-miler on Sunday, so stay tuned for some results on that next week. Hopefully um, a solid run for me. And next week we'll also be starting to talk a bit more about our Great Aberdeen Run training and how we're how we're shaping up for that, as well as our autumn marathons, Kyle running Chicago and me running Frankfurt. So we'll talk a bit about our, our training, what we're planning to do over the next 12 or 15 weeks and, and uh, a little bit of insight into what we do. So stay tuned for that. As always, you can get in touch with us on tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us on Facebook, look up at Tartan Running Shorts, or on Twitter, we are at at Tartan Shorts. So thank you for your patience sticking with just me this week. Apologies for that, but next week we will be back in action. The Robin to my Batman will be back, and we will be back in action for a, a regular entertaining show. So have a good week of running, and we will see you next week.